Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good Sunday morning to you. This is Rashini Rajkumar along with Dr. David Hilden. And it's everyone's favorite Healthy Matters. It's an open line show. Phone and text lines are open. They'll be open the entire show. 651-989-9226. You can ask any and all questions. And Dr. Hilden, we started getting questions at least 15 minutes ago. So we are ready to roll. Okay, well, well good morning, all of you early risers who got, your, who got your questions in early. I always appreciate it. I hope everybody is having a terrific week. I know I'm having a good week. I'm getting outside a little bit, and uh, I'm actually starting to think about taking the snow tires off the Mini Cooper. So, you know, that's, that's always a sign of spring when you're starting to contemplate getting rid of the snow tires. So, uh, I hope everybody's having a great uh, a great spring here. There's a little bit of optimism over getting back with our friends and uh, getting to do some things. So that's always a good thing. Those of you who get the New York Times, I was uh, there's a little section called the at home section they have on Sunday mornings, and they were talking about how to get back how to get back into the community. And um, well, they interviewed me for some for some reason. The Times called me, and and so I told them, well, I went out and had a beer with a friend of mine. We sat outside at a uptown Minneapolis place, and it was great. And so it is a little bit of optimism. We can start to get outside. Yeah, I think that's – well, congrats, congratulations. And I understand that uh, some of your colleagues are also getting ink in the latest edition of the Minneapolis-St. Paul Magazine's 2021 Top Docs Rising Stars list. You are correct, Rashini. So, you know, the um, – the there's the top doctors awards that the the local publications give out um, each year and Hennepin always has a number of of doctors in those but here's the thing they have a rising stars issue and um and and as many of you know my my regular job is I'm the vice president of medical affairs which makes me the president of the medical staff at Hennepin Healthcare so I represent all of our medical staff and I'm really proud that we had several dozen of our uh, physician staff at Hennepin named a rising star, which means they're already, already have been identified as a top doctor in this area within the first 10 years of their career. So they're all in the first 10 years. We had one, um, sadly, who is on the list, uh, Dr. Butler. Uh, Gretchen was is a radiologist. Um, she, um, sadly, we lost her. She died a few weeks ago, and she is one of our top 
Dr. Rising Stars, and she continues to be a rising star, um, even though we lost her. She was an exceptionally good radiologist. But I want you to check out her and all of the of the Rising Star Doctors at hennepinhealthcare.org slash top doctors, hennepinhealthcare.org slash top doctors. And if I have one, um, one more minute before we get to your calls, uh, it's nurse midwife uh, week this week at Hennepin. If you are not aware of what a nurse midwife is, we have one of the most outstanding programs in the region. And nurse midwives care for women from all ages, all walks of life, including with pregnancy, family planning, menopause, conditions of the female reproductive tract. So if we have an event. It is this Tuesday, virtually, this Tuesday at noon to 1 p.m., where you can meet our midwives and get all of your questions answered, whether it be for you or for a friend. So go to hennepinhealthcare.org slash meetmidwives to learn more about it and to register for it. It is, of course, free. It is this Tuesday, March 30th from noon to 1, hennepinhealthcare.org slash meetmidwives. Wow. Well, many things going on over there, and it's a, just another reminder that the physicians and medical team at Hennepin Healthcare are always trying to keep us healthy and make us better when we're sick. So thanks a lot for sharing all of those kudos coming out of Hennepin Healthcare. It is Open Line Sunday on Healthy Matters. We have to take a quick break, but when we come back, your calls and texts, as always, I promise we'll get to you if you call us. We will do our best to get to you if you text us. 651-989-9226. We are back on Healthy Matters. Dr. David Hilden with you, along with me, Rashini Rajkumar, and we have tons of texts coming in. We are going to first, however, go to our first caller of the day, Jim from Isanti. Hi, Jim. Uh, good morning, everybody, especially the doctor. I got a question about the Johnson Johnson um, medicine because nobody really likes to have needles stuck in their arm, and I'm one of them. And it's less hassle to only have one shot than two, you know. So what's availability going to be for that uh, Johnson Johnson stuff? Hi, Jim. Thank you for calling. Um, the, the Johnson & Johnson um, vaccine should be available much more readily in the next few weeks. I know many places have our first shipments of those, including us at Hennepin. We have some of those. And it is actually a great vaccine choice for many people. For instance, if it's hard for you to get into your clinics, it's a great vaccine. You don't have to go twice. It's easier to get it out to communities that aren't next to big healthcare systems. It's going to be a great one for greater Minnesota. And it's effective. It is 100% effective at reducing uh, severe illness and death. And and so I would get it as, um, if that's the one you can get your hands on, get it as soon as you can, I think. In the next month, Jim, there should be no shortage of it, of any of the vaccines. I think you ought to be able to get it sometime in the next few weeks. Now, the where to get it, that's another question. I would go to the vaccine connector at the Minnesota Department of Health. Just Google um, vaccine connector, Minnesota Department of Health, and it will sign you up for a, um, and, it, and then it will notify you when there are vaccines available to you. So that's one way to find out where it is. And just one aside, some people call the Johnson & Johnson vaccine the Janssen vaccine. That is the same vaccine. People have asked me that question. Johnson & Johnson made it in collaboration with the, the corporation Janssen. It all sounds similar, but it's the same vaccine. 
All right, let's go to the text lines. This person says, I'm 62, borderline cholesterol on 10 milligrams of Lipitor. Never had a heart attack. Do I need to take a baby aspirin every day? Probably not. Uh, we used to have everybody in there, everybody on aspirins because we thought, well, if, it's, if one's good for some people, it must be good for everybody, eh? That wasn't the case. The people who should take an aspirin, unless, it's, unless you have some contraindication or allergies or something, are those who have had a heart attack um, in order to prevent the second heart attack. That is rock-solid data. So if you have had a heart attack and you don't have some contraindication to it, you should be taking an aspirin. You should consider it if you are at very high risk, meaning you have diabetes that isn't well-controlled, perhaps you have very high cholesterol, you have a lot of family history of heart disease, then you might consider it. Um, but other people, probably not. Just routinely, if you're a 62-year-old person with high cholesterol and that's all you have, probably not. Although, of course, I will always defer to your, your own physician for that. You're listening to Open Lines on Healthy Matters. Give us a ring, 651-989-9226. That's also the text line. This listener asks, what are the rules for fully vaccinated people? Can they be asymptomatic and pass the virus to others? It is possible, but it's seeming less likely, which is nothing but good news. That's just great news. We, at, we, at first, at first, we weren't sure. Once you got the vaccine, could you still be carrying a small amount of virus in your nose that you then passed on to people? That is still a possibility, so it's not perfect. Nothing's perfect. But it is becoming more and more apparent that even uh, if you're vaccinated, your chances of passing it are considerably, greatly reduced, maybe, maybe eliminated. So, it, so the rules are, well, there are no rules, but the guidelines are that if you are fully vaccinated and you are in small gatherings with other vaccinated people, you're good to go. Uh, it's okay. You can start to do those things again. Where, what I would avoid... There's large, big gatherings. I wouldn't go to a nightclub and be shoulder to shoulder with people. <laughs> I just wouldn't. I wouldn't go to anywhere inside where you can't guarantee that everybody's been vaccinated, mostly for their safety. But this is really good news. You can start to gather with other vaccinated people now. All right. Mark Schmidt is asking this, and his text is kind of wrapping all over the place. So I'm going to try to get most of it out Six to seven of my buddies planning on getting together in mid-May. We are all in our 60s. We have been fully vaccinated. The majority of the friends, or the majority of the time, they'll be outside. That's generally a, a safer activity. Six or seven guys hanging out outside, all vaccinated. I would give that the thumbs up. Uh, again, if you're going to go inside to socialize, um, I would do your best to keep your distance um, uh, I wouldn't all gather around in a very small table, for instance, or, um, but it's okay to even, if you're all vaccinated and in a small group such as that, to even, even be inside now. Um, all things that make everything safer, ventilation, open windows, of course, keeping distance, of course, masking. But if you're all vaccinated and outside, I think you're, you can even start to take your masks off for in that situation, because that is exactly the payoff for getting vaccinated. It is, it, that is much safer than if you weren't vaccinated. All right, let's go to Nancy in Edina. Good morning, Nancy. Good morning, you two. Love your show. <laughs> Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Nancy. 
Hi. See, Doctor, I'm I'm kind of asking for some of my family. Um, I both had both my shots, the Pfizer, and no no repercussions at all. Feel great. And uh, working on my second week here. Um, but I've had family and a couple friends that have asked, oh, how far after the second shot could you feel the symptoms? Like they get chills or a fever. What does that? What can that mean? Like almost two weeks after the second shot. Yeah, Nancy. I mean, it is unlikely that your symptoms, um, any symptoms a person has, um, are due to the vaccine if it happened two weeks later. Very unlikely. What What does happen is that people get uh, a sore arm, they might get a low-grade temperature and fever, they get might get muscle aches and just a sense of lethargy after the shot, but it happens 12 hours to maybe a couple days after the shot. If you are still having symptoms two weeks later, I doubt it's from the shot at all. You got something else. Um, you should not get respiratory symptoms after the shot at any time because you can't get COVID from the shot. And so if you're having respiratory symptoms, shortness of breath or cough or something, you have something else, or maybe you have COVID-19, but you, don't, you didn't get it from the shot. Um, so two weeks afterwards, it's probably something else. Uh, most, most all of us are getting those, those symptoms in the first couple of days. Dr. Hilden, here's a really great text question. It's starting to be tick season. Can you talk about Lyme disease, how to avoid it, how to tell if you have it? Do I need to lock myself up in the house and be afraid to go outside in the grass? You know what? Those ticks are nasty little the little devils. They're, um, they're the black-legged ticks that carry the, the, um, uh, the Borrelia burgdorferi. That's the name of the bug. Borrelia burgdorferi, and it's in ticks, um, and it is rampant in Minnesota and Wisconsin and where we live. It's actually all over the country, but it's particularly strong around, like, say, take I-94 from Minneapolis to Moorhead. Everything north and east of that is where it's really bad, um, including northern Wisconsin, Hayward area, the uh, St. Croix Falls. It's everywhere. So what can you do? Well, you can um, keep long pants on when you're in the woods. It's generally in the tall brush in the in the bushes around in in those areas. So if you're walking on a grassy field, you're probably okay. It is in that tall grass. They jump off the grass, or you actually rub up against them. And they generally get on your pants. And so if you are in one of those areas and you you um, you start to feel unwell, or if you see a rash that may or may not look like a bullseye. If you see one of those, you should see somebody and get an antibiotic because it is treatable with antibiotics. Sometimes it just takes a single dose of antibiotics. It's that treatable. Sometimes it takes a, a few weeks' worth of antibiotics. And, and Lyme disease, if it is untreated, does have ongoing problems. You can have neurologic problems and other uh, conditions from Lyme disease. So wear bug spray or bug stuff, long pants, socks, and shoes if you're out in the woods hiking or something in those areas and do see somebody if you have a symptom. I want to remind people you can call and text us 651-989-9226. This listener says so many ads about vitamins, some suggest more effective or potent than others. Is there a difference? Is there a need for other supplements besides a good multivitamin? 
Vitamins and supplements are a huge topic, and the the problem with them is that it's not particularly regulated, or in most cases, it isn't regulated at all. So when someone says it's high potency, you, you're taking their word for it. And and many studies have been shown that that uh, the amount of actual ingredient in many over-the-counter supplements varies wildly from what it says on the bottle, because there no one's checking. So in some cases, there might be almost none of what you think you're buying in it. And in others, there might be way more than they say. There are some large national brands that are thought to be pretty consistent. So if you stick to that, you might be okay. But there's no guarantee that you're getting what you think you are in any of them. Whether or not you should even take them is another, is another subject of, uh, of some discussion. I've said for some years, over a decade on this show, that I'm not a huge fan of supplements because the human body was made to function on what you eat. We were were exquisitely well-designed to function just fine based on what we eat. In our climate, we are a little bit short of vitamin D. We are a little bit short of calcium. And if you are a woman of childbearing age, you are short of folate. Other than that, um, most of us don't need anything. But if you choose to do something, a multivitamin certainly isn't going to hurt. I would say that as well. All right, we have to take a break, and then more Healthy Matters. Our open line show is 651-989-9226, and someone did text. They had a deer tick on themselves yesterday. They are definitely out right now. So thanks for that share, listener. We'll be back with more Healthy Matters. We are back. Dr. David Hilden and Rashini Rajkumar with you on Healthy Matters. It is our open line Sunday. Phone and text lines are open, 651-989-9226. We promise to get to you if you call us. We'll do our best to get to you if you text us. All right. This is, you know, this sounds painful, but I've got to read it because I'm guessing this person really needs some help, doctor. I believe it's a he. Occasionally, I have a catch in my groin on one side. Chiropractor suggested it could be a labral tear. Can't get into a doctor till mid-April. Hiking three to six miles with a friend twice a week has helped me stay sane during COVID-19 and lose weight. What else could cause a catch? Do labral tears heal? And should I keep hiking? Yeah, it, um, your chiropractor is on to something there. I can't say it's for sure that, but it certainly is consistent with a labral tear. Your labrum is a little ring, sort of like a gasket that fits in the ball and socket of your hip joint. It, it cushions your hip a little bit and also kind of keeps everything. It's sort of like a gasket. It keeps the ball of your thigh bone kind of in the socket of your pelvis bone. allows your hip to do all the amazing things it can do. If it gets torn, which can happen with walking, exercise, sports, basketball, soccer, or just you know a trauma. It can hurt. It can click when you walk, and it often does so in your groin area. Hip joint problems are often manifested as symptoms in the groin as opposed to way out on the sides. And so that, that does make some sense from what your chiropractor said. So what you ought to do to make sure of that, um, to make that diagnosis, you get plain film x-rays, which may or may not show anything because plain films, it's not even film anymore, but plain x-rays, are um, they show bones really well, but they don't show cartilaginous structures so well. So you need an MRI. And if you get those studies, and it is indeed a labral tear, um, it can heal on its own if it's minor. Um, or it might need a surgery. We often tell people take anti-inflammatories such as ibuprofen for some relief. Do gentle exercises in stretching. Don't overdo it. In other words, don't do highly active, competitive, high-impact sports, but you can keep walking and the like. That might get better 
all by itself. If it does not, you might need surgery. So I think I, I, you're probably okay waiting until mid-April. Uh, if you can't, then call them and say, this thing, I can't stand it anymore. Is there anything I can get in sooner? Right. Here's a great question. I don't add any salt to food or in cooking. Am I getting enough iodine? Yeah, probably. Um, there's so much salt in the Western diet that we don't struggle too much with any of that. And I haven't seen an iodine deficient uh, person from uh, who who did not just come from a country where it's deficient, like um, in other in the developing world. I haven't seen one ever. Um, and so I think we have enough salt in everything we do and eat. And so you're okay. I wouldn't add salt to your diet specifically to get iodine, but um, if uh, uh, but if you have um, occasionally you want to add a little salt to something, you'll get plenty that way. And you'll, I think you're just getting it in your normal diet. All right. So you don't, you don't have to add any more. I wouldn't worry about it. This person says my bilirubin level is 1.6. Should I be concerned? Well, uh, an elevated bilirubin is a sign that something's blocked in your liver or gallbladder area. Uh, that's very mildly elevated, mildly, but it is not normal. It might get better. You might have a little sludge in your gallbladder or a stone in your gallbladder. You might have something going on in your liver. I would follow it up. In other words, I wouldn't just forget about it. Uh, you can go back and get your blood uh, retested in a month or so, and maybe it just got better. Maybe something um, was temporarily blocking the works. But if it does not get better, you need to have that evaluated by uh, by your – start with your primary doctor, and if that uh, doesn't get you anywhere, you go to a gastroenterologist or a liver specialist. Dr. Hilden, CJ from Champlin says this, Hubby is pretty sure he has gout as his big toe joint is very painful, warm to the touch. We eat no red meat, do eat turkey, some fish, and chicken. He has an appointment Tuesday to go in. He has an aortic heart valve replacement, so shouldn't take pain meds that could thin blood more than his low-dose aspirin. Any temporary relief ideas? Yeah, that, um, that does complicate it a little bit because it sounds very much like gout. The most uh, uh, common location for a gout is the great toe, the big toe. That condition is so common in gout that it has its own name. It's called podagra when it happens in your big toe. And gout is a deposition of crystals. They, you get um, uric acid in your bloodstream, forms crystals. They look like crystals, like frost in a microscope. And um, they happen to go to your joints. It can be any joint of your body, uh, commonly the big toe. Uh, what we do for it is we give anti-inflammatories. Ibuprofen works great, but I would be careful if you have a heart problem and uh, taking ibuprofen. So you're smart to be asking that question. You can also take prednisone or another anti-inflammatory, which should be okay for your heart. Um, there are other treatments as well, uh, but all of them I would do in conjunction with uh, uh, your doctor. Since you have a, a heart valve, it's a little bit more complicated, but there are treatments for you. There really are. And there are treatments to try to prevent it in the future. Uh, so all of that I do recommend you do in the coming days with your doctor. I think probably the best thing for you would be something like prednisone. This person asks, what can be done for shoulder tendonitis? I can't take anti-inflammatories. Um, you maybe can have anti-inflammatories injected. Uh, um, many people can't because there's a lot of anti-inflammatories. We seem to be talking about those this morning, ibuprofen, prednisone. And um, there are side effects, and there are some people who can't take them orally. But you might be able to have one injected, and that helps maybe for a week, maybe for three months, maybe forever. Uh, it's a variable how much relief you get, but it can help. Better than all of that, maybe, if you can, if you can bear it, 
do other things. Um, do physical therapy. Go to a physical therapist. That's my number one thing. Perhaps see a chiropractor. I would consider acupuncture. Those are all things that might be helpful for you. And, and for sure, you want to keep moving it, but you want to do it in a controlled setting and not overdo it. Um, when you have a tendonitis. Uh, that can make things worse and you can make an injury worse. But you, if you don't move it, if, for instance, if you were just to immobilize your shoulder, um, it can get to what we call a capsulitis or a frozen shoulder, which is exactly what you think. You can't move it. It feels frozen. So physical therapy, acupuncture, maybe a chiropractor, those three things are what I'd recommend. Sue is on the line from Annandale. Good morning, Sue. Good morning. Uh, doctor, I have a question for you regarding uh, my husband and I are fully vaccinated. We are in our 70s. And my question is, once we are fully vaccinated like we are, should we be double masking yet when we go out or is a single mask adequate? I think you're okay, Sue, with just a single one. And even if you're just on your own, you don't need one at all then. Um, so it's all a matter of risk. If you are, uh, I don't think you need to double mask. I think you're okay. Um, if you went to uh, large gatherings of events I, of people, I think it's a good idea to have a mask on anyways, just for another month or two or three until we get really through this thing. It's probably a good idea to still wear one if you're with groups of people. If it's just small groups of vaccinated people, two, three, four, five people, I don't think, and you're all vaccinated, you can probably even take your mask off then. Um, and uh, the only time we, the, the double masking thing is for very high risk situations and, and it doesn't sound like you're in any of those. So I think you can forego the double. All right, lots of great questions coming in. You can get them in. We have not that much time remaining this morning. 651-989-9226, call us or text us. This person says, metatarsal pulsing pain, what can I do? I have orthotics. Yeah, um, metatarsal is the foot. Um, it's, the, it's the ball of your foot and the arch of your foot and the top of your foot. That's the metatarsal region. Um, if you're having pain that's kind of pulsating like that, I would see a foot specialist for sure. See a podiatrist, a podiatric surgeon, um, or see a physical therapist that deals with walking and gait issues, and they can help diagnose the problem. What you need is we need to know what's causing it. Any doctor who tells you, here's what you should do before making the diagnosis is putting the cart before the horse. And so we need to know what it is. Is it a nerve being pinched? Is it that you need, um, is it that the arch support still isn't adequate or doesn't fit you correctly? Do you have arthritis there? Is there a stress fracture there? All of those things need to be diagnosed. So I would see one of those specialists, or you can start with your primary doctor, probably get some some pictures, some x-rays or MRIs, find out what it is, and then they can help you out with either better fitting shoes or exercises or injections or surgery or, or any of the above. So I think I'd start out with getting the diagnosis exactly. All right. This person uh, says, I'm a 66-year-old woman. I've had continual ringing in my ears for about six months. Ears are clear. I have no hearing loss except in the high frequencies at the pitch of the ringing. Severe vertigo for four days after the super flu shot. Could the tinnitus and vertigo be related? What is your advice? Yeah, there's a lot there to unpack, but um, they could be related. Um, six months of ringing in your ears is um, is not uncommon. So many of us have a tinnitus, a ringing in your ears. But if it's new, then I would recommend seeing an audiologist. And for sure, because you now have vertigo, it, um, that is a new symptom. That's different. That's a, a sensation that the room is moving. 
Um, I would see an audiologist. A doctor of audiology can diagnose both of those problems and give you some advice about what next to do, particularly if they're new. I'm having a hard time relating any of them to the flu shot that you got, though. That one doesn't seem likely, although not impossible. It doesn't seem as likely. All right. We are uh, up against our break right here, so we're going to take a break. The final segment of Healthy Matters today, Open Lines, is coming up. Get your calls and your texts in, 651-989-9226. I love this song. I didn't know it existed, but of course Devin did. Devin found it. Uh, we were earlier on the show on Healthy Matters talking about Lyme disease. Avoid those ticks. Wear pants if you're going out into the tall grass. <laughs> Dr. David Hilden, Rashini Rajkumar, back with you. Our final segment of Healthy Matters. Phone lines are open, 651-989-9226. But I want to remind people that you can send us your questions during the week. Uh, both Dr. Hilden and I are on Twitter. You can find Dr. Hilden at drdavidhilden. Dr. David Hilden, very easy. And I'm at Rashini R. And that's Rashini with an O. You can send us your questions. You can direct message us, tweet us, follow us there, and stay in the loop because we both tweet about healthy matters during the week. And uh, we better get to the phone lines, Doc. They're ringing off the hook. Jim is on the line from Ham Lake. Hi, Jim. Hi. Question is, I'm in my 80s, and I was wondering, I've been diagnosed with stage 3 chronic disease. How many stages are there, and how serious is it 3? I've just been told to drink. Stay hydrated. That's about it. Yeah, I think you're talking about kidney disease. They go stage 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and then that's the end. And so stage 3 is one of the more common ones. It just means your kidneys are, are on the decline, but it might not be all that serious yet. However... Once you get to stage three, you could progress to four or five, and that means then you're heading for um, kidney problems. This could be decades down the road, so uh, it might never be a problem for you. What I suggest you do is just monitor this, either at your primary doctor or with a nephrologist, a kidney doctor. They will check your blood tests probably every six months, maybe every year, maybe a little bit more often, um, and they're going to look for a, a, a blood test called creatinine. And if it gets worse rapidly, they might want to make some take some actions. But usually it's just um, avoiding things that are hard in your kidney, uh, drink lots of fluids, and let them know if, uh, uh, if you're having any symptoms with urination. So stage three is not uh, mild, but you're not yet near the, the really severe stages yet. Let's go to Gary in Maplewood. Good morning, Gary. Good morning. Uh, I've on a antibiotic for a uh, sinus infection, and I'm due for, or I have a uh, appointment for my shot for the virus, and I'm wondering, can I take the shot while I'm taking the antibiotic? Yes, you can, Gary. There's no interactions there. Um, the the uh, antibiotic doesn't affect your immune system. It's meant for bacterial infections. The COVID uh coronavirus um, is a is a virus and they they don't interact with each other so you should be just fine to get your your covid shot in fact i strongly recommend you do that's a great idea all right carol is on the line from southwest minneapolis hello carol yes uh, my favorite tv station and radio i have a real concern for concern for the families now on the trial and with all the depression and anxiety 
is this really necessary? When Minnesota is hurting so and all the shootings, isn't there another way that we can handle this, that we don't have to watch this and go through more protests and whatever can happen watching all this trial? Couldn't they just buy a newspaper? I'm very concerned that this is being shown all over. Right, so I'm going to jump, I'm going to jump in, Carol. Real quickly on the news side, what I'm going to say as a talk show host is certainly everything is out there. You have a choice whether to watch it, consume it or not. Dr. Hilden, people are consuming it. What's your advice for resilience, having healthy doses and staying healthy? Yeah, there are ways that, yeah, I agree with Rashini, um, you can turn it off. But, but, but you are, Carol, you're bringing up a point. There's a, we're in high anxiety. We're in a high stressor mode. I'm going to give you one bit of very practical advice. Listen to this show two weeks from today. Um, we're going to talk um, with my uh, good friend and the chair of the Department of Psychiatry at Hennepin, Dr. Eduardo Colon. Dr. Colon is an expert in how to handle um, stressors in your life, the anxieties of your life. How are we going? How are we going to get through this collectively and individually um, during the pandemic? During, during all of this, the stuff that's in the news that is sometimes hard to hear and is affecting us. We have to acknowledge it is affecting us. So give a listen in two weeks, and we'll talk about some of the ways to help people cope with those stressors and those um, sometimes disturbing things that are going on around us. All right. I want to get to Mary before we go, but Mary and Fridley were very tight on time, so I'd ask that you keep your question as short as possible. Hi. Hi. My name is Mary from Fridley. And I have a question about a hernia. They say it, it's, uh, at first there's no pain, then there's pain and other complications. And I want to know if I should wear a back brace to help it or an elastic band. Thank you. So I, um, I think you said, I missed it, Mary. I think you said a hernia. Um, um, if, yeah, if it I sounded heard. like that, doctor. Yeah, so a hernia is a bulging of some portion of your body out of another portion of your body. If things are painful, sometimes there are bands or binders you can wear to keep things in. Um, I, I wouldn't wear a brace. You don't need a rigid brace. But what I really recommend you do is see if it can't be fixed um, and so you don't have to go around with pain, Mary. I would talk to a surgeon. Talk to your regular doctor and say, is there anything I can do so I don't have to live with this thing? Sometimes the surgery is um, not something you're interested in. And then there are binders and things you can wear to help with that. But sometimes it's a relatively straightforward surgery. And so uh, that would, what, maybe you can just get it fixed. And that would be a great thing. You wouldn't have to worry about it anymore. All right. So there are a lot more texts. We are pretty much out of time, Dr. Hilton. But we have a surprise for everyone. Normally we go every other week with open lines. But for those who celebrate Easter, we have an Easter gift for you. Next Sunday, April 4th is Easter. It's another open line show. So if you didn't get your text in today or your call in, call us next week. I promise we get to calls. We do our best to get to the text. So that's just a little programming note for April 4th. For those uh, who observe Passover that just started Saturday, uh, our thoughts are with you. And uh, it is really... It's a solemn season, Dr. Hilden, and a good time to remember to take care of one another. 
It really is, Rashini. You know, and so um, those of you who are uh, observing Passover, we are thinking of you. And those of you who are, are uh, of a Christian faith tradition, as your week, Holy Week, begins this week, we are thinking of you. And we will be chatting with you on Easter Sunday, which actually is a show we always do as an open line show. And and, and it um, uh, we have a great conversation with all of you on Easter Sunday. So tune in next week and do uh, um, have a great week, everybody. Yeah, we really appreciate you being with us in Healthy Matters. Make it a very healthy week, Rashini and Dr. David Hilden, wishing you good health and good holidays. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.